All right. It has been a while. Has it not? Well, I got everything going on out my window. I figured I'd record during it. Because because there's a pandemic. And it's not fun. At all. Social distancing. You are listening to SASS, Starseeds, Angels, Savant Syndrome, with your host, the Mystic Man. It has been a while. It's been a long, long time. I know, I know, I'm sorry. And I'm always specifically sorry and thankful and grateful and in many times a little bit shy about it but thank you to my french listeners i don't know why but my my um stats show that france loves my show specifically France like 40 something percent of my listeners are from France you know I mean uh, I got I think um, good 20 percent US um, Mexico Canada Australia uh, Russia but most are in France or the whole world I don't know why it's awesome though thank you very much for appreciating me I appreciate well I had a conversation with a very cool person and it was a bit ago but I will be playing that for the show because I, you know, I, I've been so busy, I, I haven't been able to use it for a show, even though we did record. And, oh yes, I do live in the ghetto. Yep, you're listening to me, recording from San Jose, Northern California, Bay Area, San Francisco, Bay Area. I am the southern part of the Bay. 408 area code and we don't really have much um, to, to uh, associate by for to remind anybody what San Jose is about I think uh, well we were on a 007 movie a long time ago yeah the plot was about the underground caverns underneath San Jose and yes this whole place is riddled with caverns I know all of the conspiracy theorists will probably be like reptilians <laughs> US government and heck you're probably right I don't know I don't know I do know that there is a quote abandoned, end quote, Air Force Base, 
up in the mountains on the south side of San Jose, right behind Mount Amunum. Yes, it's called Amunum, Mount Amunum. And yeah, there's a abandoned Air Force base. You know, actually, it might really be abandoned now. I don't know. But once upon a time, I went up there with some friends because, well, you know, I was over at my friend's apartment right here in the ghetto. And we were doing ghetto things like dudes. And then his friends come through and they're all panicking, right? You know, they go, oh, we just saw a UFO. We just saw a UFO. And me and my friend Joe was his name. We're like, bullshit. Oh, oh, this show's explicit, mind you. That's why I do swear. I live in the ghetto. What do you expect? San Jose, Bay Area. What up? And so, yeah, you know, we're, um, we're telling them that they're full of shit. And they're like tripping out. They're like, no, fuck that. We'll go back. Let's go back. And we're like, yeah, oh, yeah, heck yeah. We want to see a UFO. And so we all mobbed up there. And, well, you'll hear the rest of that story right after this song. Thanks for listening in. That was Man from Mars by Sunbreak. And it was all about me, even though there were no words. That's because there's no words when you're talking about the man from Mars. I'm kidding, actually, it's probably my dad. You see, I'm not from Mars, I'm from Uranus. In the astrological sense, Edgar Casey explained that in astrology, now I don't know if you know how to read a chart, but astrology is not just your sun sign, by the way. If you're new to that. Well, in astrology, Edgar Casey, the late prophet from the turn of the century, the early 1900s, he explained it as that the planet that was at your midhaven, midhaven being the highest point in the sky when you were born, is the planet that you last went to before coming to Earth. As in that we go through all of the planet cycles, in and out. And uh, the Greeks put it that way too, when talking about in reaching the Godhead, it was called. The Godhead would be the, the apex after that, the apex of you know going to God. In Egyptology, it would be, uh, excuse me, Egyptian mythology. It would be, um, and excuse me, I don't remember the name of the underworld that they had, but I remember the elements. Um, it would be basically going to Anubis, and I believe somebody else, um, I can't remember who, but to weigh your heart against the golden feather of something, I can't remember. 
but that gives you incentive to look it up. It's a very cool story. I would suggest listening to a audio or reading about the storyline of Set Osiris and his father Osiris. Cool story. Very funny too. But it was a, um, I believe it was a Sumerian story originally, actually. And, uh, yeah. Very interesting stuff. But that storyline is very much the same. In any case, for me, my, at my midhaven was Uranus. 0, 0.00 degree. People that have that aspect, well, Uranus at midhaven would be Jim Carrey and who else was it? Bjork. Yes, Bjork. That's right. I'm one of those ones. <laughs> so if you mix together Jim Carrey and Bjork, then you kind of get the energy that I also am. And yeah, but I was not from Mars, no. We're not from any of those planets specifically I don't believe but we do travel through them and the planet most aligned to me is Uranus but my dad is Mars and he's very masculine in many ways he doesn't cry sometimes he does actually I mean in very deep moments but he's a Taurus and a male and Mars at Midhaven and he had a hard tough life after me and Keith were born. Keith being my brother, obviously. So he definitely had to be very strong. Mars and Pisces, too. Next up, we have a conversation, a chat. And I didn't know. I didn't know if uh, I was going to play this one because, um, well, it was really more of a, you know, a personal chat. Like, I only used this process because I didn't have the, um, the audio feature on Messenger. I had a, I had undownloaded Messenger from my phone to try the, uh, lightweight app and it sucked. So at the time I used this app's process. And, uh, yeah, we just recorded just, just in case, you know, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, yeah, well, you know, we chatted up and talked about a lot of interesting stuff and here it is. Oh, wait, I should mention, uh, what it was, was she asked me a question about a very, very, about a moment and time when um, I went through a lot of crap, <laughs> spiritually, an awakening, for me at least, and um, it was a very weird moment, you know, it made me have to question reality and what is real a lot, and it might sound insane to you, and that's good, keep that practicality, keep it. But if you have too much of that, maybe loosen up a bit in the practicality area. Because life is not so solid as you think. The world is not so solid as you think. 
things are malleable in reality, and such is consciousness. Amen. Well, here it is. Jade Zen, special guest. Business being the High Priestess. Find her on Instagram, Facebook. And say hi. Okay, so we were um, we were talking about an event that happened to where I wanted to forget. Yeah. It, to me, it was a very, um, it was an accidental awakening, as in I wasn't prepared. I, um, I guess the universe initiated me, but I did not feel like it was like I was ready at all. Mm. Um, and it happened very simply. It was very simple. It was just a friend telling me that it it hurts to be questioned a lot. You know, yeah. To to have um, somebody lack faith in you and question you. I yeah. I totally empathized, and I I. I and then I looked and I saw that everything in my life that I was afraid of was basically me causing a, causing pain to the universe. So let me ask you this. When you say people questioning, do you mean like people judging questioning or people curious questioning? Oh, I, I mean uh, fear. Fearful. Like, fear judging. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the fear itself is like a blame. And I saw that as elemental. Every single fear, every single um, judgment. It's like a, a it's like saying to the universe, saying to God, if you will, saying to ourselves, because we are connected to that. Saying that we're not connected and saying that we're, we're we, we separate from that. Yeah. And it hurts. It, it causes a rift. It hurts. Totally. I think a lot of that has to do with us being suppressed of a lot of knowledge about ourselves for such a long time that people like the baseline frequency that we've operated on as a species for a very long time is fear. And Mm -hmm. that's based off of the separation in itself that happened, right? Where man separated away from God, source, creator, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I totally, I think, I think that that's the whole part of the awakening process where it's like, um, we run into, I don't know about you and sorry if I'm like kind of going off tangent, but no, 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 not at all. Um, I feel like a lot of us, right. Um, who are on this path of like waking up or it's like a lot of us that are on this like deep path of trying to figure out life like on the spiritual path we all kind of had like these situations where we felt kind of like misfits or we felt like like we didn't belong you know or that Mm -hmm. people didn't understand us like we're trying to resonate with people or relate to other people but we're just too deep for them where they don't understand or they don't want to understand a lot of the things that we question about life 
Um, and that, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, so maybe I'm projecting a little bit here, but um, I think a lot of people operate naturally out of fear because they don't, like they don't know anything outside of that, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, that I'm talking Very on point. I didn't think that that was projection at all, really. <laughs> I think yeah. that was for a lot of us. Well, I feel like a lot of us go through similar experiences. Like our storylines might be different, right? Um, but the emotions, the feelings that we get in certain situations, like abandonment, um, feeling misunderstood, feeling alienated, like a lot of the stuff that we go through are all similar feelings and emotions. It's just that the stories are different or the characters and, and the roles that they play are different. Yeah. The less, I think we're all kind of like on the same wavelength of things need to change. You know, yeah, it's been a long time since I felt like, um, um, because even in the spiritual movement, really, uh, they've kind of, you know, uh, put me as the black sheep or the white crow or what have you, and you're the rainbow sheep. That's what I call it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I love that. Yes, yeah. very much. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, you know, it sucked. It sucked because I, I had uh, friends in the beginning, and then like they, they really, um, they really went on with their own kind of uh, direction, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't see it as, as, uh, as authentic. I guess they wanted to capitalistic way, and it was really. Um, oh I completely resonate like like my my life in New York I feel like that was a different life I feel like I've this sounds pretty like morbid but I feel like I've died many times in this life and have been and um very plutonian right so like I've had like close friends that like two years ago about two years ago I had to like literally walk away from a group of friends that I was friends with for over 10 years and they were all still back in New York. And like, when I decided to, I was telling you about my trip to the Philippines Yeah. and I went to the Philippines. This was like August of 2016. Um, and that trip changed everything. Cause that's when I read the book. I don't know if you've ever read the Celestine prophecy. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So I read that book and like I was reading that book while being in the Philippines and I was just taking in like this whole other world, you know, like and just feeling like I'm like I'm living this lie. Like I'm going back to this great job that everyone claims like, oh, you know, you're in New York City and like life is great. But I wasn't feeling that. And so I just felt um, I felt like unfulfilled. And I felt depressed and I felt like there's got to be more to life than this, you know, one week of vacation that I really needed. Um, Yeah. But all of my friends, like you were just saying, like all of my friends are all about like the materialistic, like Kim Kardashian's lifestyle, right? Like, Oh no. Superficial, you know, like 
just the capitalistic stuff that you're talking about, like keeping up with the, I don't know about you, but I felt like I was like, I don't know. I felt like I was living a double life, like being around them. Like, you know, it was just so superficial and it wasn't me. And I felt like I was pretending to be something that I wasn't. And that's why I decided to move to leave New York because I just, no one understood me there. No one understood anything that I was talking about. Like everyone just thought that I was making up problems um, or that I was too emotional. Oh, no. Yeah, I get that sometimes too. Yeah. Or water signs also. (laughs) (laughs) Right. um, You know, it's funny though. You kind of had it opposite from me a little tiny bit. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm striving to go to like, the whole Kardashian kind of like facade, no, not at all. But I mean, like from um, from my childhood, though, it would be a little bit opposite. Um, I started off in a small island, mm-hmm. in, like small town, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I used to go and look at the sunrise, uh, sunset. I'm sorry, at the beach, and like just wonder what was out there, and like I wished for more. See, I'm so intrigued by that because, like, like I, I don't know. I, I went to Nicaragua where my cousin was living, and I was just like, this is the most simple life. Like, everything you need is here, and it's connected to nature, you know? So, surprise. But I guess the grass is always greener, right? You know, you know, it was. I mean, I, I think that maybe I didn't appreciate everything as much as I should have, though. So why the Bay Area? Oh, you know, for me, I, I had family here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really get sent here uh, by my choice, really. I have cousins out there, too. I have never visited. You know. Yeah. Sorry? I said I have cousins out there, too, but I've never, like, I've never met them. Oh, you got to. Come on. They're like, they're like my mom's cousins, like, and she hasn't seen them since she moved here when she was 16 years old. Oh, well, you know. It's it's a it's a nice place to visit before it falls into the ocean. <laughs> I, I don't know how soon that's going to be. What are you going to do as a backup plan if that happens? Well, you know, like um, just do as we did in Hawaii and like swim it. No, what you do? Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I will help people. Yeah. You know. Uh. And um, the best I can, really. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I, I specifically should be here for when that happens because um, I've got a kind of weird nature to me. Like when, you know, when something like really horrible happens and how everybody kind of stands still, like, like I don't have that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I specifically take action and like it's always been like that. So I, I feel like I should be here for that. It's like the fight, flight, and freeze syndrome yeah that's good that's really good i i'm more of a freezer (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's it can it can be a good thing sometimes you know um what do they say a a man drowning um if he if he thrashes about he'll drown faster but if he he just relaxes yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i i lived through 9-11 but i was 12 at the time so oh wow that's right how was that um that is wow yeah that was that was definitely an experience I mean 
I think that we're always placed in certain, you know, I feel like looking back now, like I was meant to live through those times in New York City because it helped kind of navigate my path to where I am today. Yeah. I was like in the seventh grade and we were in class and I remember like I didn't really know what was going on and um our window actually overlooked the New York skyline. So we all the smoke and everything that was happening. And then me and my brother, thankfully were in the same school at the time. So my dad came, it was my mother's birthday too. She's nine 11. Uh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad picked us Yay. up from school and my dad was, a, he was a correction officer. And mm-hmm. um, I, I had a, a, a friend in elementary school whose mother passed away in nine 11. Other than that, like thankfully, like no one that I knew really knew were affected. Mm-hmm. My uncle was supposed to go into the city that day for work. And I think he like ended up not going, but, um, wow, lucky, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's so weird how the universe, like, just like everything's always connected because in my adult life, when I was working in Manhattan, I actually worked near world's the world trade center. So, mm-hmm. um, I was talking to people like who had been working there for years, you know, like since nine 11 and they were telling me about their experiences and what they went through. And my dad, like he volunteered to clean up, um, him and like a lot of the other, like city workers would go and help. Cause I mean, it took months and months and months for them to, cl- you could smell like the devastation, like the burning and everything like that. Um, and my dad took me and my family to go see, like, not in a morbid way, but he wanted us to, like, just see what it, you know, this was like a momentous time in history, like, to pay. Right. And I just remember, like, like seeing all these, like, missing person flyers on this huge wall, like, all these people that were just missing. And yeah. um, there were, like, shoes in the rubble, you know, people's shoes, like, people's stuff, like, just, like random like papers like I don't know just like all these things that were like still there um and then my dad ended up getting sick um and he passed away in 2010 but um he had like this cancer and we think that it's related to 9-11 because a lot of people got sick around the same time yeah so yeah it was definitely it was definitely an emotional experience I remember like you know, we were young. You're about what year, a year older than me. So like we were young at the time. And I just remember thinking like, I want to go to war and I want to enroll in the Marines and like do something, about this, you know, but what a wrong way to go about it. Like fighting isn't really the answer. And plus I learned later on all the real stuff that happened with 9-11 because it's not what yeah. So I can understand though. I mean, that was your city. That, that that's that's your that's your that's your that's your culture. That's your oh, family. You know. I totally hit home. You know, and this is why the spiritual awakening stuff is so important to me too. Because it's like a lot of people lost their lives and were lied to about what really occurred, and all of this was actually over money. You know, it was it wasn't what we thought it was, and they made it seem like it was this huge attack and people were so upset and people's lives were claimed because of greed. So, um, yeah, for me, it, it definitely like sparked something at a young age, you know, to try to get these answers to why, why. I bet. I bet. 
you definitely have the researchers and um and reporter journalism style like um attitude about things. <laughs> well, I have Chiron. If we want to talk astrology, I have Chiron and the Moon both in my third house. So oh, there's an emotional connection to how I communicate. Also, you know that empathy and relating and all that. So yeah, yeah. but um, that was my big. You know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't think I was awakened at the time, but it was still like very eye opening. And then we also had like Hurricane Sandy, which was pretty bad too, but nowhere near compared to 9/11. So, you like, yeah, I, I totally understand um, the feeling, the need to, you know, during a traumatic time, be there for the people and hold space for them, and so if this were to happen in California and hopefully it doesn't, right. Like, but if it were to, um, I do think that you're meant to be where you are because you are that conduit that helps people, you know? Oh yeah. I figure irony is the face of God and I am terrified of earthquakes. Are you? (laughs) The one thing I don't like at all. Okay. So, and, um, so it's funny. I, 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 of course, would have to be <laughs> well y'all have to face our fears <laughs> right. right um yeah have you lived mm-hmm. through earthquakes before because i don't think i ever have to be honest oh yeah you know san jose um like our uh our football team's uh the earthquakes oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> san jose earthquakes and um well for the college and um yeah you know we have a lot here um it's on the fault line actually there was a 007 uh, James Bond, enemy, you know, bad guy who like, uh, he he made some kind of like underground facility it was based in San Jose oh. for the movie, and um, because there's like caverns and stuff. Yes, I'm glad you know about that. There's underground stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's like the rabbit oh, hole yeah. that we never. Uh-huh. I've heard about that stuff. So yeah. Right, you know, um, but no, no, no. Yeah, um, I, I, uh, I wanted to to ask you though about nine eleven actually, because uh, didn't that have so much about it? Like there was Simpsons oh thing about it. There was like a lot of Mandela effects yeah. too. Like, are those all, all um, true? So the Simpsons. I love that you brought that up because I was just talking about this the other day with someone. I don't know who they hired on their team at the Simpsons, but there's definitely someone who's like a fortune teller or can see the future because the Simpsons has captured a lot of events that have actually happened. Right. Which is pretty gnarly. Yeah. Like Trump winning presidency and they predicted uh, apparently the coronavirus was part of this one of the. Not. That's what I heard. I don't know. They, they predicted Kobe Bryant. Right. So like, things that they've been able to tell in that show it's like what do they do they have some sort of time capsule where like but back to your question about 9-11 um they're i don't even know where to begin with that like um well i'm sure have you ever watched zeitgeist the movie okay so all that stuff right that went on behind the scenes that they were planning and then they found like a lot of archaic things that were buried underground actually um underneath the world trade so like they found like like 
ships, like, like, um, what do you call that? Like voyage ships from like the 1600s under, yeah, and they found like all these like capsules. I guess they are time capsules, like of things that were preserved that no one even knew about. And they were from like the early days of the exploration days, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, like there was a building that, you know, went down and it wasn't even part of the airplanes hit. Like, I don't know. There's just all these like. Oh yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. There's the third there building, third building that right? went down and it was like, it defied the laws of physics. Right. Cause it's like if a, an airplane crashed, first of all, if an airplane crashed in at that speed and that height, it wouldn't have caused an entire building to like domino, like crumble or collapse the way that it did. But then this other building um, also went down and it was like, it, it defied just science in that point. And that's why people thought like, okay, this had to be an underground explosion, you know, for, for the building to crumble or collapse the way that it did. Um, what other questions do you have on 11? I feel like I didn't answer all. Oh yeah, no. Um, the other one was just touching on uh the Mandela effects that they've talked. Um, about. the Mandela effects. I don't know if I heard so much about that related to nine eleven, but in general, like, there's been a lot of when there are Mandela effects, it's like they're like resets, they're like timeline changes, essentially. Um, so for nine eleven, we entered the chaos timeline right, which is what Ed Casey predicted was going to happen for the future of humanity. And actually up until December of 2019, so this last December, we were supposed, we have been operating on this like end of the world timeline. And um, so there's this fight, there's, there's a spiritual warfare right now between the dark and the light, right? And um, there is one side that wanted to keep us on this like end of the world timeline where like there was going to be all this mass destruction. Like, I don't know if you've seen like Ed Casey's like map of what the United States would look like. Yeah. Yeah. I believe the uh, Navy, uh, the devastation of everything pretty much except for like a couple of States. Yeah. Well, from what I hear and I don't, you know, I don't know, like these are different sources that I'm finding. So I couldn't confirm a hundred percent, but apparently we had our we created our own Mandela effect come January, January, where we got out of the chaos timeline and now we're on the higher timeline of the light side. So it's like we were able to save like millions of people by switching over to this higher timeline. And that's why like healing is so important. That's why like being authentic, being true to yourself, you know, being pure energy, like doing right, doing good by people being in, living in integrity, all of that is what keeps us operating out of this higher frequency. Um, there's a Hopi prophecy. I'll send you the link, but there's a Hopi prophecy where this elderly Native American man had talked about these writings on a rock and the writings on the rock. I don't know how they appeared there or who wrote them, but he basically said that um, the darker forces or the elite, right? The, the capitalists that want this world to to run it into the ground. Um, the rock had shown like the end of world times. And then, then over some time he went back to the rock and then saw that like there were new writings on the rock that showed 
that we were actually anchoring in to, I guess, freedom. I don't know what you would call it, but like, like we were saved. I have to find it and show it to you. Incredible. Yeah, like, awesome. Awesome. yeah. Wow. So I think it could be, it could have been a lot worse right now, the state that we're in, but um, even March right now, there's a lot of madness going on and chaos. And um, you might hear my dog. Sorry. He's like making sounds, but um, March astrologically too, right? Cause the planets are all cyclical and astrology itself is like cyclical. So we revisit like periods of history um, over and over again, you know, with certain transits. And so like, a good way to put it this yeah time. a lot of 9 11 um we're seeing zach sorry it's my dog um we're... well that's fine no dogs are definitely allowed i have my cat always when i when i oh yeah he, show, yeah he likes to be the star on. of the show and like mess up my recording <laughs> <laughs> that's so, right on. but i guess what i was saying was like there's a lot of indicators in the astrology right now of where we're living in multiple different periods of history at the same time so it's like, yeah, financial crisis, like Jupiter and Capricorn and Pluto and Capricorn. There's a lot of similarity back to the financial crisis that we had in 2008. Um, there, we're seeing a little bit of the dark ages too with all this Saturn and Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. That was like the 1200s when all this really started, right? All this like slavery type living, <laughs> hierarchical yeah bring like a bunch of stuff at you but like um i'm totally getting off topic (laughs) Uh, no 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 this is like all all of it is totally on topic you know it's just i'm (laughs) so intrigued by this stuff like i love i love connecting spirit and science together right like this is like the left brain and the right brain logic and Oh wow! You know that was a prophecy by Edgar Casey too. And, you know he said what did what he, he say? Said about I, that. I don't know. He said that world peace would come when mankind can uh uh marry. Uh, I, th- I don't know if he said marries or or he says uh uh combines. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly the word he used, but he said um something like like uh marries the uh, religion yes, and science. Yes, you need both uh, worldwide. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and 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 it's totally. Um, I, I love that too, and I totally am about it. So, mm-hmm. so amen. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's the yin and yang energy, right? Like the masculine, feminine energy. Um, it's the balance between two realms, two worlds, spirit and science. They go hand in hand, pretty much. So, um. I think we're in for a lot of change. And I think this year um, for a lot of people is a wake up call. Um, So, yeah, but I'd like to hear more about you and your journey. Oh, well, uh, you know, (laughs) I was trying to (laughs) do that as long as possible. What's your mission? um... Why are you here? Well, you know, I um, I've mentioned it before in an episode, so I might as well talk about it again. It's it's weird to talk about because sometimes people just really just just uh, they don't they don't um, want to consider it as even a possibility. 
and so it really hasn't had too much of a positive influence on my life but um let me try to do it short i i remember my incarnation i remember where i was i remember uh, what i was doing when i decided to come here i i remember uh, what was the instigating reason i remember the planet that i went to before i came back to my home mm -hmm. place and it sounded a lot like the one that you described yeah. and um, I brought something back with me from there that I uh, that I brought here actually I remember my journey here which took about a fraction of a second which mm -hmm. voice <laughs> you know it wasn't some long journey it was like oh, okay I'm coming here and then like just boom I'm going through the roof come down through the roof and I see wow. my pregnant with me Wow, that's and, so crazy. Uh, no, but yeah. yeah. I know, right? It's like, it, and then I, it, it was all a dream, of course, you know, it was a dream. And then I woke up. There's more to the story, of course. Yeah. Definitely yeah. More, way more. Because it was a very vivid uh, dream, if you want to call it that. But I mean, for me, it was like a, it was a, it was a memory that felt like I was experiencing it in the moment. And it was at least more vivid than it than i i, I experienced hmm. life you know which is weird that's pretty awesome that you could even capture all that. yeah but yeah you know, i don't i don't know how to explain it other than um then it's real and if anything maybe this is the dream so how did you get into like like the whole star seed thing i know that a lot of people have a hard time um believing that and i think a lot of that has to do with like sci-fi right like you see things on tv you read it in books and and people associate that as imagination um which i think people are in for a huge again i'm gonna use the word awakening but a lot of stuff that people don't even know about that they're going to find out and they're starting to see it too right but for you how did you like um get into all of that Okay, well, don't get me wrong. I am the most skeptical person you've ever met. Mars <laughs> yeah. in Virgo. Yeah. Total, totally, totally analytical mm -hmm. to the max. And that has a lot to do with my life. And um, and it's been a hard, yeah. tough life. Uh, uh, at a young age, I had to... Uh, my mother lost mm -hmm. her sanity. And so I didn't understand any of that stuff, but I had to learn at a young age what it meant. And, and to me, it meant avidly trying to find her through right. know, psychology, you know, and I, you know, I, um, I guess in a way it might have been considered as running, but I, I reached back to my spiritual side when I, uh, I went to go look for her a couple of years ago, 2016, okay. my traveling year too. And, um, you know, I, 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 that was the same time I got into astrology. I did not believe in astrology. I hated the fact that it worked because I, 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 I got a reading done. It was so dead on from my app. 
the app could barely speak English at all, but it knew that I was going across seas to go look for my mother, who, who I was worried mm-hmm. yeah, it was too personal for me. So I, I studied the heck out of it until I figured out how it worked. And I believe I, I, I do got it figured, and it's pretty simple. Everything totally. is consciousness. Totally. So, of course, it works. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I I didn't I didn't believe in astrology or any of that stuff either. You're talking like a South Node Virgo, right? Like Virgo. So like, I was right, huh? literally my old life, yeah. my old version of me was like the most logical, practical, grounded. Like I need the facts. I need evidence. This is garbage. That was me. So yeah, I totally yeah. I totally resonate with that. How is that for a North? Really, North really hard. Place? Really, really hard. Like you would think it's easy to like just let go, right? Like, but no, I was always in the weeds and I was always like overthinking. And I don't mean to cut your story short because I want to get. No, not at all. No, please. No, um, I, I am totally yeah. relating. <laughs> but but you sound like a maxer version, like a triple time <laughs> more than, than I got it. So it's like. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I was always in my mind, like I have Jupiter in my first house in Gemini. So I'm always in my head and I'm always like thinking about thoughts and then the questions become more questions. And so like hypochondria, like my old me when I was operating on a South Node was very much like worried about everything, like wanting to control everything. And yeah, super. And I think like, astrology opened up for me in 2012 um that's like when i had like my major dark night of the soul um i really hit rock bottom around then because i just i wasn't happy with my life like i just i felt like there was more to my life and i couldn't figure out what that purpose was i didn't know what my purpose was and um you know it started out with like the just the traditional monthly horoscopes and then then i also met um this Australian astrologer through a forum online. This was actually in 2016 after my Philippines trip. And he told me that I needed to do work around healing like my inner child. I had to do a lot of that work. And he, he thought that meditating would be a great start on top of the astrology. Um, and as I just started like you, like when I started reading the astrology and reading about myself, I was just like, this is too creepy because it was just so. Yeah. Um, so learning to let go and to not worry was like such a challenge for me, you know, to, to operate more out of the North node in Pisces, which means like surrender and have faith. And you're a Pisces moon. So you probably speak the language like back of your hand, but learning to just operate out of faith and trust on things that you can't necessarily control was a big lesson for me. And that's a very powerful thing. Um, and I, I can't say that it's second nature to me, really. <laughs> you know, I, I would say that if anything, um, it's comforting. Yeah, you I mean, I still have my days right? Like I still have my moments, especially this year in itself, like uh, expecting things to happen at a certain time or rate. And it's not like, I just have to remind myself that I'm doing the best I can, you know, um, we all are. So, so I got off topic with back to, (laughs) back to you. 
2016 was your, your voyage period, your year of exploration. Oh, yikes. You know, I mean, like, I, um, it was hard. It was really hard. I, I, I had spent a good amount of years away from my mom yeah. and the memory of her. And I, I blamed the, the changed version of her for a lot of things that you I was, like that was my you were a, condition. Yeah, I'm going to say you probably took that on as like, maybe it's me kind of thing. Or maybe I, yeah. Well, you know, there were some some things that kind of. I didn't. No, I don't. Okay, I'm not saying it was you. It I'm was. just saying like. No. Oh. No, no, no. I'm saying, maybe, maybe it was. I um in my memory. No, I didn't. I didn't have that vision until. Years later, but maybe at a subconscious level. I, I knew, see in my memory mm. when I came down to the roof and you know, my mom was pregnant with me and there was no way that I could have known that that they were where they were in the house that I grew up in for the first time and there would be no furniture, no nothing in, in the whole place, right. you know. There was no way I could know that until later, but I did in my vision and... Um, well, they, she wasn't, she wasn't alone. There was a line before me, as in oh, really? three other entities. Uh, yeah, and they were not, um, they were not pretty looking. And they were yeah. not happy to see me at all. Wow. And, uh, and they attacked me. Which is funny because in in the physical realm, what was happening was my mom and dad had first walked through, uh, walked into the the house that they were gonna, you know, get and um, that they did get for the first wow. time. And my mom's water broke, and it went through a whole trip for them going to the hospital. The hospital's stuff breaking, they, they, them finding out that they didn't have the facilities and having to fly me over to Oahu to another hospital take me meanwhile that that receipt for the hospital bill somehow got what? punched in is two days before um yeah and then it took two two doctors to to um to birth me and um I, I almost died oh uh, my I needed to be on uh, you know an incubation thing in uh and I, I was a month early. And the funniest thing is about it all is I was born on the day the <gasps> burning calendar no. place. I know, right? Okay. Wait, let's segue for a second because <laughs> yeah. I, I've i been re doing a lot of... And then this, this Australian psychologist astrologer that I was telling you about who like made a lot of things clear for me, he said that most sensitive beings, right? Like, like empaths, highly sensitive people generally people who are just naturally like attuned to the senses, I guess you can call it, have some sort of traumatic birth, whether they're in the womb, just a gnarly, like, you know, pregnancy that, that they had to go through or the birth itself was traumatic, but my birth was also traumatic. So that's pretty crazy to hear your story because I've talked to, um, 
a few other people like us. <laughs> and they've also had pretty traumatic deliveries. Um, I believe we fought. I believe we that's fought against what happened. beings over how wild. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. My mom, <laughs> she had high blood pressure. I was, I was three weeks early actually. Um, so it was like almost a month. Early. And yeah. And that yeah. was an emergency yeah. um, C-section that she had. And it was like, they didn't know if she was going to make it or if I was going to make it kind of thing. But, but just hearing your story, like oh, wow. that makes a lot of sense why we feel so strongly, right? Like we're, we, we're just so heightened. Um, like you said, we came out fighting in a way. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's so wild. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, I'd love to run your chart. I mean, I, oh, I know you've yeah, shown me it, but I'm not used to that. Um, yeah. That um, that so use. I'm actually a month, right a month before you. I'm September 4th. Uh, <laughs> I'm September Where? 4th, but I'm 1988. <laughs> so I'm a year oh, wow. behind you. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. The Gregorian time. See, becomes... the Gregorian calendar sucks too because that's not real. <laughs> I know, right? I, I I recently heard about that, and I was like, I I did my research into like the whole time frame. They totally. Oh my god, that. there's yeah. so much to it. You know, actually, um, before we, because I know we could go on for ages, and. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I really like, know this is, story. I live and breathe it. This is me. <laughs> like, um, I'm too. Yeah. <laughs> you have a podcast. I Amen. Yeah. But you, sorry, um, to cut you off. I, no, I, I, I should go. I, um, I do. Besides the fact that you got my heart racing pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I, I feel am you. still kind of yeah. feeling under. Well, go look at my chart and have fun with that. That's something I, uh, you can do. But... Yeah, you know, um, thank you, Jade. And definitely, I'd love to have you on, 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 so, you know, on, on this, on whatever platform. Yeah, on, actually, um, I'm, I'm still kind of camera shy. <laughs> I'm working through that. Um, yeah, I'm super. No. <laughs> but um podcast oh God, that's, okay. that's my jam right now and um i'm totally up for more recordings so that'd be dope cool well i hope you feel better right on thank you all right yeah me too talk to you later bye all right bye for now <laughs>
Thank you for listening. This has been a very special show. It's been so long. I missed you. Did you miss me? I missed you too. Well, that's okay. I'll try to do uh, more shows and make it up to you. And we could catch up. A lot's going on. A lot, a lot. Oh yeah, things are moving very fast. Because I am on a train. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not on a train. I'm actually just in my room. But, no, when it comes to things like petitions and social movements and news about a certain virus and the discovery of what actually viruses are, which the discovery actually happened uh, kind of a hundred years ago during the Spanish flu, but nobody wanted to listen because everybody had the cut-loss fallacy. And, yeah, well, I guess, you know, all of the uh, writing about it, well, you know, it turned up the schools of Rudolf Steiner, the Waldorf Education Schools. Well, the professors there had something to say, but that's for another time. Please, stay tuned for the next episode. I am the Mystic Man, and you've been listening to Sass, Starseeds, Angels, Savant Syndrome. Uma, Kea, Okaina, Ikapono, O Humanity.